1: for a friday afternoon slash evening i'm jeff hawkins with me as always chris novembrino chris i'm kind of sad I, we were supposed to have rob on today but then of course with what is going on there is a certain fallout that sometimes has to be dealt with and unfortunately that's what happened this week
0: yeah no that's uh it's
1: and not you, a great and time you, you right have now. Something very similar yeah
0: yeah the, I, I don't have a I don't have the one thing, but I have the other thing. So these things happen. Yes,
1: the the non illness fallout type things. Not nobody. The said.
0: economic disease the that's economic going around.
1: disease, yeah. So, so keep Rob and uh, his wife in your thoughts. Keep Chris in your th- in in your thoughts. And in your hearts let's start with the brain first you okay you can you can you
0: can well no, that, the, that, can never, that doesn't work no 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 you, you start from the heart you build a heart connection and you just end run right around the brain
1: proud to have a couple sponsors this week zip recruiter and roman we will we will plug them vociferously later in this show please please make use of them if you can at this time, because. Uh, Shows, shows them some love, shows us some love. So, <laughs> after our show last week, which got some, uh, I thought got some positive reviews. I was very, very happy with the feedback for the show. Turns out, Chris, this XFL story is even meatier than even I thought. So, let me give you a couple things that have come out since we last taped. Number one, the number one creditor for the XFL in their bankruptcy the WWE because <laughs> because despite not being connected officially it turns out the WWE made a giant loan to the XFL prior to them shuttering and of course so now in bankruptcy court you have secured creditors you have unsecured creditors and secured creditors are the ones that are going to get most of the money to begin with um They usually don't get all the money, but they get like a very high percentage. Like uh, I'd say, say around 70% usually on average, if you're one of the first secured creditors to be paid off. But yeah, WWE turns out Vince was loaning money quote unquote to himself, but not officially. So as not to be sued by any holders of the stock. Oh, it's so dirty, Chris.
0: This is one of the all-time great Vince moves. Hawkins, you let me get on the air without letting me use my microphone voice. You had me on my, my darn computer microphone. But now I'm back. Now, now my, my insights are clearer. Now now I'm bright and speaking to the world in full stereophonic sound. But uh, this is one of the all-time great Vince moves, I think, in terms of sleazeball moves. like. I, we don't have to like Vince. I'm not asking you to like Vince. I don't like Vince. But sometimes you've got to appreciate heel tactics for what they are. And is this not classic heel tactics?
1: What is it? There's a, there's a, there's a phrase in the, they're doing a Perry Mason prequel on HBO. And it's like, there's what is acceptable. And then there's what is legal. (laughs) This is legal. (laughs) It's purely legal. I'm not sure it's acceptable in any way. I, 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 just, I,
0: I mean, I... that would kind of define everything that he's done over the last quarter, right? Like, like everything he's done has been largely legal, kind of around the edges of legal. Maybe we'll look into it and find that some things are less legal than others. Uh, but I, it, he's certainly been just trying to go with, okay, like, what can I get away with? Not even, like, what's palatable. It doesn't matter. I, I just don't think he cares what anyone thinks about him anymore. He just cares what he can get away with.
1: I mentioned last week that I was very curious that Oliver Luck was not named as a creditor in the bankruptcy. The reason I thought he would be is because he had a guaranteed contract of $20 million with incentives to go up as high as $30 million, so long as he was not fired for cause. Well, (laughs) it turns out when Vince decided to shutter the league, guess what, Chris? He sent a letter which which cannot be disclosed as yet due to legalities with a number of reasons why Oliver Luck had to be fired right now for doing a poor job.
0: Mm. (laughs) It's legal. It's legal. Oh,
1: my God. And see, I think Oliver Luck's going to be one of the first ones to take Vince to the brink in court. Oliver Luck is... This
0: is what he's been playing with for a while, right? He's been making a lot of enemies during this cycle here. And and I think, you know, with the wrestlers, he can thinks that he can get away with it. And he probably can with a large chunk of them. But Oliver Luck's a much bigger fish.
1: He's a man of means. His son, of course, NFL quarterback. He was in line to take over college sports. And he quit to take on this job. Look it doesn't matter if Vince wins or loses in court. The strategy is always the same. You go into court, you ask for numerous continuances while you perform discovery and, Oh, your honor, we've, we found this and we really need time to address this. And we're not ready to present our case as yet, your honor. And usually judges, if you don't know, have a very full docket full of cases. And they're very happy to take a bit of a break and just, table this for later so that's why they get away with it and then eventually one side goes to the other and says hey let's settle this for pennies on the dollar of what was originally asked and of course you as being on the other side of the world wrestling entertainment have to sign a non-disclosure agreement so that nobody ever finds out about what happened behind the scenes
0: so you would have to be a person of means in the first place to be able to deal with the kind of extended continuances, right? Like, yes, you know, you'd have to have the time.
1: This is how they this is how they split Punk and, and, and Cabana. In many ways, it just kept going on. Punk
0: and, and Cabana on. went on forever for those of us who remember that.
1: Yeah, and what happened was Cole Cabana assumed CM Punk was picking up the legal bills. And the legal bills kept on piling up because you know what? Even if there are continuances, you still have lawyers billing to the client so (laughs) what happened was punk was like yeah i need you to chip in some money and cabana was like well hold on wait a second i thought you said i was taken care of and so they get to going and eventually what happens is is wwe i think was the one who decided to settle in this case i don't think it was punk but of course non-disclosure agreement can't find out what's going on either way
0: and it disintegrated the friendship right
1: yeah, but it's always yeah. standard with WWE that you're not allowed to say what happened, so as not to disparage such an upright, family-friendly company.
0: Which... This is a family business, <laughs> a publicly traded family business.
1: Speaking of which, it's Q one time. Guess what? Vince said on this gobbledygook gook of a of a fake call. I am I am mad. I wasted time listening to this thing live. You know, it's a, it's a we're we're a family business. We're we're sleek. We saw some. Uh, You know, we're fast and fluid. We're getting lean
0: and mean. We're We're, able, no, no. We did
1: not use lean and mean, but said we are able to adapt rather quickly to circumstances just due to our.
0: That's yeah. the most brazen sort of way of framing it It'd be one thing to say lean and mean that would be a disingenuous way of presenting the cutbacks that were not necessary but using the situation that we're currently in the COVID-19 and economic times as justifying becoming lean but saying that you're able to adapt quickly to a situation is kind of in defiance of the way that they actually handle things going into WrestleMania. They tried to hang on to normalcy till the absolute last minute, and then in the transition away from normalcy have tried to cling to normalcy as much as they could rather than embracing the change.
1: Speaking of of cuts you didn't need, yes – Turns out that their profit was much higher than originally expected, even though they had downgraded it when COVID-19 hit. It turns out they made some adjustments, oh, oh, around last week or so and have now revised upwards their profits for first quarter. They're doing fine. Network subscriptions. They would not give numbers on paid subscriptions when asked. Always a, Always oh, I mean, how
0: could you know? It's a carrot. You can get the WWE Network for free so many different ways at this point.
1: WrestleMania was the most socially active WrestleMania of all time, which means absolutely nothing. It means a lot of people on Twitter did hashtags. Doesn't 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 equal money? This is this is what they are saying on this entire call. I'm I'm listening. To this going. Do people believe this now? I did learn something because this call was at five p.m. Yesterday, Eastern time. And I did not know because the only calls I've ever listened to before are WWE calls. I've never listened to any other stock meetings or anything like that. Apparently, the 11 a.m. usual meetings for WWE are the outlier for most companies. A like guy, I, I, I had been talking um, to Brandon Thurston, who really does a great job on WrestleNomics. If you've never heard his show, I, I recommend you listen to it on Voices of Wrestling Network. But guys who cover this stuff wrote me and corrected me, and they said, no, look, WWE is the unusual ones for doing this in the middle of a trading day. Usually what happens is they're done very, very early before trading, or they're done very, very late after trading, or they're just press conferences, if, if you, you know, types of things. So I did not know that, Chris. I always thought everybody did their earnings reports this way.
0: No, they actually, I, I know this because of our uh, friend and former sponsor Robinhood. I still get notifications on stocks that I own from Robinhood and they, they'll do their quarterly meetings. And they're, they're always like or very often at the end of the trading day or very early, um, sometimes too early for me to like get up and listen. Are to
1: they it. as speak as this?
0: Some of them, yes, <laughs> no, but like, no, like Vince. I, I will say this: there are, there are some. I'm not gonna like name companies or whatever, but there are some I've listened to that have been very clear, very lucid. I've left going like, okay, I know what's going on. There's others where I'm like, I have no idea what the hell they just told me, and I couldn't tell you what is true and what isn't true. But like the Vince WWE calls have been, yeah, no, they're like,
1: <laughs> dude, he sounded like he ate three pounds of gravel and talk. talking. He sounded horrible on this call I, I couldn't believe that um yeah other big news they're still trying to uh find another streaming partner basically to give pay-per-views over to them and make more money that way they said everything fell out they they were this they were this close to a deal chris but you know then COVID 19 happened and everybody got scared See, it's their fault for getting scared. It's everybody's fault for getting scared.
0: I mean, if they <laughs> go to an independent streaming service, like would they be doing like pay-per-view on the streaming Yeah, sur- like
1: like fight TV. Oh, okay. Or like ESPN buying Plus. a pay-per-view. Okay, yes. so, like buying yes. a
0: pay-per-view on YouTube or something.
1: Yeah, it, it would it would basically be, you know Then like why just, would anyone buy the WWE network? Oh, Chris, you know, if you have the WWE Network, what else do you need in television? Uh, I get that. It has action.
0: There's whimsy. There's tears. There's drama. Action.
1: Well, Chris, this is why George Barrios was fired <laughs> for questioning well, such could, things.
0: Yeah, because I questioned the party line too much here. Well, yeah, because, no.
1: because his baby was making the network stronger. And hey, if there's money to be had elsewhere, screw this network. You know, and that's pretty much kind of what Vince said on this call. He's like, if there's money to be made elsewhere. We're going we're gonna to try and explore those opportunities and, you know, your usual, your usual double speak. I mean, it's, it's kind
0: of oh, wild to say that they're abandoning the network, though, because if you remember, the, the initial start of this big old rally of theirs in stock price was driven largely by the network.
1: Oh, they're not they're not officially saying that they're abandoning the network they're just saying they're they're exploring I, I, what,
0: what you're exploring putting the pay-per-views on an independent streaming service and certain maybe charging pay-per-views,
1: free- certain pay-per-views not and all maybe pay-per-views. charging
0: like five dollars or ten dollars for them I, I mean i think that you know at that point you're starting to cannibalize
1: chris they're not gonna be charging five or ten bucks they want to charge the 49.99 they want to oh, charge no, boxing solutional. prices for that's wrestlemania well, not gonna Media, happen rumble yeah. They need
0: to, then. They need to go on to YouTube streaming, like, and look at the movies and see how much it actually costs to stream some of those movies. And like, you know, I streamed uh, a Star Trek documentary thing the other day. It was like two ninety nine. Nerd. Um, yeah, I'm fine with I'm I'm fine with saying that, but uh, but I'm just saying like that's the price point on these places, and it was a fantastic documentary on Deep Space Nine, Jeff. And you're the nerd. There's you're no the dish. nerd.
1: There's no such thing as a fantastic documentary on Deep Space Nine. You it doesn't exist. I, I, I doesn't am exist. Quitting the, I'm <laughs> about to quit the show. You, you, I, yeah, I'm about, to, I'm about yes, to lose another job. Yes, I've triggered him. Finally, I got to him. It's great. No. I,
0: <laughs> I don't like you very much right now. That's I, fine. I, I, but, and even uh, less than normal, but like, you're, you're at than, a, a,
1: than a, than a deep troll. God, you're like talking to Trisha. No, <laughs> Less than normal. No, I, I actually Deep Space Nine is my favorite of the Star Treks. If I had to have one, um, the other big news: no video game this year. There's supposedly a announcement coming from Two K Sports that will revolutionize things. <laughs> what? They're
0: they're not going to do it anymore.
1: I I don't know. I think they're pro. They, this this year or this next year might be instead of a Two K type of thing like an arcade. Some something else, you know, wacky racing game or a something. Oh God!
0: Know. WWE racers would be like wretched. Oh, they've done be, it. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, I know, but like, I, I just I'm trying to imagine them doing it like on one of these modern systems and try to make it up to the snuff and the expectations and you know you, one of those performance ex- level of these modern systems.
1: One of those NFL blitz type games. That's not really sports but it's kind of like weird fighting hybrid type things where you know you can do combos and stuff and tackles i don't know i could see that would
0: actually there. that would actually be their best bet and hope that kind of like nfl blitz you accidentally back your way into a really fun playable system that's like simple but entertaining because i don't know if you know the whole story about midway and nfl blitz it's funny you should mention that but uh nfl blitz was based off of a claim um kind of making this football style game right around the same time they were working on the Wrestlemania arcade game back in okay. the day the one where Shawn Michael you hit him and like the hearts would come out of him and there's like Undertaker yes. hit him with the Yeah, tombstone. I remember
1: this. Yeah. Yeah. Remember.
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's when NFL Blitz popped up. But uh so it's interesting that you bring that one up of all places.
1: Um actually, you know, the one I'm looking forward to, this is a little bit of a tangent, is uh Retromania. The ads that they did on uh nwa power
2: yeah it looks it, pretty
1: it's good us, it's using the Wrestlefest engine right right but it has like Zack saber jr and colt cabana in it so i'm down with that
0: and and if you're asking me i think they need to do a remake on the virtual pro wrestling 2 engine and uh do oh, something that
1: was like, great Using yeah. thunderhawk or whatever his name was
0: uh, no, Virtual Pro Wrestling 2 is uh, the engine that WCW vs. NWO oh, Revenge yeah, and WWF okay. No Mercy is built on. Yeah, um, the Japanese version of it even had, like, a UFC-style mode, um, yeah. which would be cool fun to have, you know, in a game. So you do things on that game, like have an MMA match against Andre the Giant, which I think is a great selling point for any wrestling game.
1: Anything else on WWE Q1 you wanted to note?
0: I don't think so. It's It's just, I mean – It's stunning to me. It's not surprising, but like to hear them say, oh, we're really healthy in the wake of the presentation of all of these cuts and everything. Like, boy, just takes a lot of balls, man. Takes a lot of balls to do what they did.
1: Time now to thank our sponsor, Roman. If you were to guess on average how many days people in the U.S. have to wait to see a doctor, what would you say? Well, Americans have to wait around 29 days to see a doctor in major U.S. cities you're dealing with a condition like erectile dysfunction you want treatment as soon as possible that's why our friends at roman have spent years building a digital platform that can connect you with a doctor licensed in your state all from the comfort of home roman makes it convenient to get the treatment you need on your schedule just grab out your phone or computer complete a free online visit and you'll hear back from a u.s licensed physician within 24 hours and if the doctor decides that treatment is right for you roman's pharmacy can ship you medication to you with free two-day shipping. You also get free unlimited follow-ups with your doctor anytime you have questions or you want to adjust your treatment plan. With Roman, there are no commitments and you can cancel anytime. So if you're struggling with ED, go to GetRoman.com VOW for a free online visit, free two-day shipping. Once again, that's GetRoman.com VOW for a free online visit and free two-day shipping. And we thank Roman for their sponsorship of Voices of Wrestling podcasts, including Shake Them Ropes. Moving on, uh, AEW has decided that they are going to do live tapings now, that Georgia and Florida are both opening up somewhat. They have been deemed under the necessary or essential businesses clause of the Florida law, so it looks like they'll be going back to uh, Daly's place in Jacksonville. I think that's. I just
0: don't get the point of live tapings. Like, I I don't see the – if you can't have an audience right now, I just fail to see the value added of live tapings other than to, like, stamp – live on your product like some sort of USDA label where it doesn't really necessarily mean all that much. Um, It's the DVR-proof
1: stuff, I think. Yeah,
0: but I I think if you just made a good pre-recorded product, like, we've seen a lot of evidence that that can be completely viable and that wrestling consumers are willing to watch that, whether it's Lucha Underground or, like, people – Especially right now, fans are so casual. They're not going getting all the spoilers and everything like that. And, like, wrestling is not talked about enough to where you'd have to be worried about people, like, blabbing about spoilers around the water cooler for any number of reasons right now.
1: Yeah, I'm, I know I sent you the numbers, or I thought I did. Um, but nobody's watching wrestling anyways. Yeah, here it is. Um, AEW, seven hundred thirty-one thousand point two five .25, rating 24th. On the night, NXT, 665,000, 50th. Oh, that might be for the week. I don't know. Maybe it's the night. I don't know. But, like, nobody is lighting the world on fire on these Wednesday shows.
0: So, I just don't think you'd have a, oh,
1: my God, the spoilers
0: are going to get out issue. Yeah, Uh, Raw is down to uh, 1.8 million. They should be so lucky.
1: Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. Raw is down to 1.8 million. Nobody's watching these shows because – I think, number one, a lot of people are watching news. Number two, a lot of people are just taking this opportunity to binge watch and be able to talk about that on the internet with their friends. There's just not a lot going on, and nobody kind of wants to watches whatever it is this is, even though, which we'll get to, I loved both shows on Wednesday. I thought both were pretty darn good.
0: Love's a strong word, but I, I mean, there's certainly, like, we arrived at something much closer to a watchable product this week. I, I, I agree, but yeah, no, I, I mean, also, part of that's the transition. I mean, I remember, what was it, four or five weeks ago, on, like, more normie Twitter, I was seeing people commenting on the weirdness of empty arena wrestling. So I think wrestling kind of missed the mark when people were, like, taking a look at, like, oh, wrestling's still running? What's that look like right now? And then they see Bray Wyatt and John Cena
1: yeah. <laughs> oh, that's the other thing. Vince said on the, on the call that they're going to be doing more of this stuff. And that's, you know, we, we already know that because of the money in the bank stipulation. Vince, uh, this is going to go hard on the cinematic stuff because, you know, he makes movies.
0: I think this has given him an excuse to be the weird Ed Wood style director that he secretly always wanted to be.
1: Yeah, not a lot for me to talk about on Raw. Um
0: yeah and I'm actually kind of getting the recap on on Raw from Jeff here because I just I, I have found the main roster product to be so weird, um, who they're choosing to book McIntyre against, for example, and then like all the mid card stuff, because the WWE main roster wrestling style is so um, unenergetic, it's so crowd dependent
1: Here's what I don't understand and I just may be limited to this is because who is in the Florida area versus who has to fly in. I do not understand why so many people from NXT are the squashed guys on Mondays and Fridays. Like, you have local workers you could rent for the night if you just want to beat somebody. But if there are people with, you know, potential or say like akira tozawa a guy who is your main guy in this cruiserweight tournament who actually is in the lead in one of the divisions in your cruiserweight tournament why are you putting him on to beat him
0: i just don't get it and i could make more sense of it if you were doing a series of tapings and you just wanted to keep a limited personnel on hand and you need to do these sorts of things because you need to work with a limited personnel and a limited palette of people. But in this case, you know, they're choosing to tape live still. So why not bring in enhancement talent?
1: Yeah. Drew McIntyre, not connecting with me. He's a little too much of the self-aware champion for me to really dig into. And I don't know if – Any of the three stooges that Zelina Vega is bringing out there is being helped by getting beat up week after week after week. Austin Theory is the designated, gets no offense in, and gets creamed guy. Angel Garza gets a little bit more, but not too much. And Andrade is kind of the leader of the group. He's the guy they're quote-unquote protecting, but they're protecting him by, you know, all heels have to be cowards. So.
0: Yeah, and I, I, this the dynamic of the group is really nebulous too. Uh, yeah. I also, I just think it's if you're talking about it, or people getting over Austin Theory was a guy on this show four or five weeks ago. I was talking about as finally seeing why they kind of viewed him as maybe a star, maybe a future champion of NXT sort of talent. Um, he had you know he's got the star quality about him, uh, but you you would never know that if this is where you're catching him. He's just a goober right now.
1: Yeah, a lot of the uh, a lot of the chatter was about the Nia jax Kyrie Sane match. Um, I haven't heard she's injured. I just think it looked bad, and I think people freaked out about it because it's Nia. And look, I love Kyrie Sane. Like, yeah, I think a w- lot of this, this is, about is WWE.
0: Kairi too, right? Yeah. Like it, it's it's about I'm upset that Io There's Shirai than- has not been. Yeah, it's it like it is about Nia, but it's also I think it's about Oscar. It's about Io Shirai. It's about Kyrie Sane, the way the company doesn't treat them with respect in the booking. Um, and then, you know, to that point, that's how Kyrie Sane arrives in this match where she's being jobbed out to Nia Jax, who is being frank here. She's had nearly half a decade, more than half a decade at this point of, of training, in-ring performance, and it's just – it has not progressed. Whatever your assessment is of it five years ago or three years ago, I, I, you'd be hard-pressed to argue it's improved in any meaningful way. Um, injuries have set her back, sure, absolutely. But there's certain things about her as a powerhouse monster heel that are not there, and I am not seeing a road to there from here. And watching Kyrie Sane get tossed in the corner and land on her neck. Yeah, I, I hope she's not hurt. And I, I think, you know, as we're taping today, there's no report that she's hurt. And that's great. But I, I think, you know, the struggle that people have, um, myself included, is watching energy be dumped into Nia Jax when really Nia Jax at this point should be the heel gatekeeper for baby faces moving up the card. They beat Nia Jax on their way to their title shot.
1: If they knew how to build baby faces, it'd be much better. But look, Nia has a twofold issue with me in that she has a history of having hurt women on the roster. You know, the, Beck, the Becky Lynch one being the most famous one where she potatoed her in the nose and made Becky a star pretty much. So it's one of those blessings in disguises. You know, she, she got concussed out of the match with Ronda and then they turned it into her most, her most profitable gimmick. So that that's nice, but at the same time, Naya also leans into this on her social media. I mean, it, it, it's one of those weird things because it's the internet bubble type thing that this might just be the internet talking. So you kind of have to take it with a grain of salt. But when Naya kind of like laughs at, you know, how tough she is, and I'll punch this woman in the face and all these other things, you're kinda like, all right, Naya, look, I, I get it, but. Um, for me, I think she needs more overhead lifting because it looks like there's some problems, you know, controlling things when she's trying to lift things over her head. But that's, that's from a layman's perspective. I, I'm, Wasn't that where her
0: injury was too? She I had say, like a leg injury, but I thought she also had an upper body injury well, as well. Injury
1: still affects that too. So. Yeah,
0: sure. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah no, no. For, I mean, for sure. I can see
1: that excuse. I'm, you know, I'm. I'm not the biggest Nia fan in the world. I think she does have a certain presence, I think. I think she's also sort of used incorrectly. I th- I always I always liked I forgot who she teamed with, but it was like one of those small person big person teams which It was Alexa dynamic. and Nia. Yes, I love yeah. I loved that and, dynamic. And,
0: and that was fun um, until
1: until, uh, they until did the right. weight thing, yeah.
0: Right, until they did the weight thing. Uh, and I mean the other thing is on the microphone Nia Jax, I, I, she's had some good moments sprinkled in here, but by and large, the material's not been there, but she just doesn't kind of carry it on the mic like that. So, you know, I, I just, I think, I just, I, I think that she's being misused and the frustration over Kyrie Sane and what happened in the ring with Kyrie Sane is, is what you're talking about with the, the body of work of injuring people and then also the way that Japanese talent has been t- treated on this product.
1: We'll get to see her climb a ladder.
0: <laughs> oh, well, good. But, but will she be able to do it on a tall building, Jeff?
1: Oh, man. I hope there's no wind. I think they're pre taping that. I hope they're pre taping that. I, I
0: have been, been really thinking about the wind thing. I, I got really uh, preoccupied after we brought it up on the air of like the logistics of like putting up like a wind screen or how do you film that? What's that even going to look like? I, it, I'm very confused.
1: I am as well, and uh, and I do think they're gonna, they're gonna want that live, as opposed to taped, and I just I just think oh, oh that's a dangerous proposition, but you know, gotta I mean you you can't, <laughs> you don't hope for that, but you just you just hope that cooler heads will prevail on certain things. So, speaking of this week's news, it turns out that drake maverick has been fired and they are using this story within the story but he has this, not been this is so stunning
0: i was reading this headline as i was watching nxt today so i watched on friday and, and then this headline comes out and i just messaged jeff a few minutes prior like what the hell are they using this spud promo from when he was crying and everything like what uh and, and so then i was like maybe he's still in the company and then i was going God, that's really perverse. They've been firing all these people, but they're going to use a firing angle as a, as a way of threading together this cruiseweight thing? Really? And, but they kept Drake Maverick? And so I was kind of happy for Drake Maverick because I was like, well, at least they're giving him something and this makes him kind of an underdog and he's kind of sympathetic. And then I find out that he was fired. So, like, <laughs> this company is horrible, Jeff. I am not a fan of this company.
1: It's very weird because these types of angles have happened before with kayfabe firings right oh yeah all the time and what happens is the audience naturally gets a groundswell for the underdog and ends up you know cheering him on in the end and loud cheers and stuff like that wwe with an empty audience type of thing doesn't have to worry about anybody turning on him they can just do the story and i'm i'm somewhat fascinated i think it's going to help spud in the end i'll call him spud i will not call him by his other name um <laughs> but to a larger well, point it's just fascinating because play.
0: you almost had the groundswell thing the thing that you're yeah. talking about you had a digital version of that yes you did a the covid 19 2020 version of that what you could do right now and people were behind spud i think if they had booked the cruiserweight tournament around robin thing a little bit differently all of a sudden if spud ends up being the cruiserweight champion at the end of this you're like Okay. Okay. And and, and I kind of proved myself wrong from earlier in the show and saying that I I think you're gonna have a hard time getting people over in this time. Um, I think you would have actually gotten Spud over. But to do this, I mean, just the worst of all possible worlds merged together. No,
1: I thought of something much worse. I did. I did. (laughs) I love your idea. Spud wins the title. Vince comes out, you're fired anyways, takes the belt from him, walks off, and you people are still going to watch every week. <laughs> he, he
0: steps on a scale, weighs in at 203, <laughs> and takes the belt and declares himself cruiserweight champion.
1: <laughs> it's a work scale. <laughs> Vince McMahon is <laughs>
0: I, I was thinking about this. Like the, the best, the best move for Vince right now in, in this time would just to be to come back as a monster heel for one last run. He's been such a mondo dick over the last three months, anyways. Why not come back and just let us really hate you one last time and just get the heat? Let
1: uh, like let let him beat the New Day for the tag belts. I <laughs> I, I mean like.
0: If you're going to run a company like this anyways, why not just go all in?
1: Oh, I love that. We are in rough times right now, and the economy is going to get back up and running. When that happens, people are going to be looking for work. And hiring is challenging, but there's one place you can go where hiring is simple, fast, and smart. A place where growing businesses connect to qualified candidates. And that place is ziprecruiter.com. V O W. ZipRecruiter sends your job to over 100 of the web's leading job sites, but they don't stop there. With their m- powerful matching technology, ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience and invite them to apply to your job. You can even add screening questions to your job listing so you can filter candidates to focus on the best ones. ZipRecruiter is so effective that four out of five employers who post there get a quality candidate within the first day. And right now, to try ZipRecruiter for free, my listeners can go to ziprecruiter.com slash VOW. That's ziprecruiter.com slash VOW. ZipRecruiter.com slash VOW. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. We'll get there eventually, guys. Uh, But for the Wednesday Night Wars, in terms of the shows, here's why I loved it, Chris. Here's why I say love. I think they nailed it on every vignette they did. Vignettes. With the exception, maybe. Of the Bubbly Bunch, the the return I I, I I that just was not my thing. I didn't find that funny at all.
0: Uh, the oh. thing that did pop me was that they were doing it for a thing of hand sanitizer. I, it could have been a little bit better if it was like hand sanitizer and like toilet paper, like the idiots COVID nineteen survival kit. Um, like I I did like that, but the Bubbly Bunch also missed for me as well.
1: Yeah, I I I'll get to the vignette in a second, but there's yeah. a note about Q one that I wanted to make. another thing they're like they're asking vince about this stuff and he goes uh well you know we're just gonna have to rely on you know the movies and personality profiles and my my ears went up because (laughs) there's no personality well personality profiles the exact term is kind of kind of the pet term of les thatcher who used to be uh an announcer with smoky mountain he was announcer i believe With the NWA, he was an announcer with uh, USWA. Also, a big-time trainer in the Cincinnati, Ohio area. He trained John Moxley originally, but he does a show called Wrestling Weekly over on Figure Four with uh, Vic Sosa. And I mean, it it was almost like a broken record. It's like, well, what they really need to do to be better is, you know, you know, some personality profiles, things like that. Hearing Vic say that, go, Les Thatcher is rolling over in his not-yet grave. Because they've never wanted to do that, but my God, Chris, this week they made Jack Gallagher's tattoos interesting on on a thirty second vignette of about it. And you may hate. It to-
0: put a real but- twist. It put a twist on the gentleman Jack thing. It, yes. it, it, you may not like the character. I still don't like the character. I still think it's a move in the wrong direction for this guy. But Agreed. like, what's what is done is done. What I do, what I will say is that the tension of Gentleman Jack still being there and like him saying Gentleman Jack's my fighting name and stuff like that that little wrinkle that simple line made this character more interesting than I thought this character was three, four weeks ago. The so El that's Heo, a win.
1: Yeah the El Hio del Fantasmo uh, promo. Where he's just, you know, he speaks Spanish into it, you know, the vignette with the suit and everything. I, I think they're do- I think they're doing that Kaiser Sose thing though. I think he's going to be a good guy under the mask and a bad guy without the mask. I, I do. I think he's the guy behind his own kidnapping. I mean, that, that was well make, done.
0: That would make some sense. Um, that would also fit generally with uh, my boy's career. Uh, and he tends to be a Rudo more than a face. Uh, but, like, it, it'll be interesting to see how this all plays out. Um, I, I, I just – International talent has not been handled very well by this company. So anytime an international talent comes in, I've just been revising down my expectations. And I love this guy. You know I'm a huge I was a huge King Cuerno fan.
1: Yeah, and he could speak great English. That's the thing. Yes. So I think it's one of those things where he speaks Spanish as the good guy. Oh, be that'd be guy. so like that
0: all of a sudden becomes a very interesting wrinkle. And, and he does got speak my
1: money. English. Yeah. 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 Uh, speaking of using international talent, I thought Kushida looked great this week.
0: Yeah, I I, I agree with that. No, I I thought the commentary did a really nice job putting over the prowess of Kushida, which has been – it's been a real hard time getting a handle on this guy. Narratively, the look's still kind of not quite there. But, like, I feel like Tom really understands how to talk about Kushida um, and what to accentuate.
1: Yeah, I I think – yeah, Tom, very underappreciated, I think, as a a play-by-play guy when he's not getting yelled Inside of of
0: their system, yeah, Absolutely.
1: You know, the Gargano-Candice dinner scene. Chris, I, I know it's – look, I love unrepentant stupidity. So the cup being in a glass case on the dinner table, I was dying. I was dying that they're eating dinner. I, I like that it was in a table. decorative – it yes. was in a
0: decorative position to, like, artistically displayed. So, like, I, yeah, at first I had to, like, stare at it. I was like, oh, Oh my god, geez Louise. No, um, so it was a little campy. It was a little long. Uh, and I don't I get what they were trying to do, and I think they slightly missed the mark, but I mean, like, it's an improvement, right? It's interesting, and now we know what Johnny and Candace's mission is. Candace and that's is always of, important.
1: Candace is kind of doing a knockoff of uh uh killer frost from uh the Flash TV show type of thing where or you know, she's one character as a good guy, but you can see her kind of morph, and so the hair color kind of changes when she's a heel. Um, I, you know, I, I yeah,
0: was, and, uh, and the whole what you know, what is being everyone's friend get you? I you know, let everyone else eat first so that I could eat second, that sort of thing. Um, yeah. I think the the problem or the thing that missed the mark for me was Johnny talking about how like good guys don't get reward and stuff, and the, I think the issue is that. That is actually kind of true yeah, right now. It's
1: a too close it, to the truth. It, yeah,
0: yeah. It's it's too true right now. And so like it makes his heelishness justified. And I, I think that w- one thing that this story is missing is like Johnny's heel turn, I think, really needs to be more uncalled for. I think to really get Tommaso over as the victim.
1: Well, I think they've just moved on from Tommaso because they're going to do the killer cross thing or Carrion cross or whatever.
0: Right. Right. That. That's true. That's true.
1: But I mean, what other vignettes were there that you could think of on the Wednesday? Oh, the, the Drake Maverick one, which just, God, he's, he's the, he's the best promo in NXT right now. Epstein. I know.
0: I know. It's, it's, uh, he's an amazing underdog. Like, like he's a great heel too. Uh, he's a really great talented performer on, um, but, as an underdog, it's so it's so easy to pull for this guy. And I, I mean, even what I love about Drake, too, is that as an underdog, because he is so small, he's also so talented as an underdog performer, you're rooting for him to get the submission hold on. And it's so weird to have a babyface underdog that you're rooting for to get a submission on, and, like, you're doing the tap, tap, tap thing for, like, a babyface who's pint-sized. I, I just – He's so good. It's so under. It's clearly so underappreciated.
2: In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We hype ourselves up, thinking maybe I can pull a Ken Griffey Jr. rookie card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing slab packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value Off. Again, that's arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net, arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net for 10% off your first purchase on Arena Club, and we thank them for sponsoring the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. What's going on, guys? This is Rich from the Flagship Podcast here on the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Doors is unlocked much much easier so if you want to jump on board with eufy video lock search Ufy video lock that is e u f y video lock again that's Ufy video lock e u f y video lock or visit eufyofficial.com slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door
1: Yeah, and AEW had some good ones too. This was the first Brody Lee one I really, really enjoyed because I can hear that interview in my head from Vince about being a college football player and that means you're self-made. Uh,
0: opening up with the height, yeah, and, and, and the that, whole self-made thing, yes. And,
1: and that guy is one of the one of the throwaway. Um, he he was one of the uh, um, uh, Sean Spears tag team partners that he walked out on. I can't remember. I can't remember his name offhand, but uh, he'll he'll be fine. I loved the Cody vignette in the beginning. I thought that was great. I thought the Dar. Yeah, I thought that was really good. Yeah, yeah, that was also was fun. Good. Um, MJF is MJF. You know, you you can't hate that guy. But yeah, it, it, it amazed me. I sat back and I went. This is the first week of wrestling I have been so excited to talk about because the vignettes were so good. And that's all I want is some, some personality, some storytelling. It doesn't have to be an over-the-top exposition type thing. Just get me involved. In, oh, the Matt Hardy one.
0: Oh, I like the Matt Hardy one the most. Yeah. I think the the wrinkle of normal Matt and broken Matt yes. kind of playing back and forth, like what you were talking about with Ijo Del Fantasma. I, like, I just think that... That is a more – the faces of Hardy thing, which also would fit in perfectly with the Hardy Boys reverence for McFoley. So, like, I, I just I, – I liked that. I, I love the twist on Matt. Um, Jericho, I think he's fantastic as a heel commentator, especially if you are a fan of, like, old-school Jesse the Body Venture when he was good and actually applying himself, like, in the late 80s or whatever. Not, like, disengaged WCW Jesse the Body, who's fun but in different ways. Um, but, like, I like Jericho, but it is – too overbearing on the show still uh, because he is a player character as well
1: he also starts to slur later in the night yeah yeah um and it's weird because shavani is doing this and i love shavani but he is really kind of ch- it, it's it's awesome and i'm cool with it but he's channeling david crockett in a lot of ways the enthusiasm for baby faces and you know,
0: because you kind of have to do that with Jericho because Jericho is like with heels. There are with uh, all baby faces, they're idiots. So like it forces Shivani to recalibrate almost to that Crockett level.
1: Yeah, he was, he was, he was, um, he was rooting for one of the – I think that law guy. I can't remember his name. But he was he – was, <laughs> actually, Chris starts up and goes, are you rooting for the guy? He goes, well, you know, I just want to see a young kid do well on this show. I was like, perfect answer, Tony. Nice job out of you.
0: Yeah, no, I, I thought that that was good. Uh, Jericho continues to do – like, Pineapple Pete. I mean, like, that guy, uh, he is going to be cursed with this Pineapple Pete nickname. Duncanton. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and, and it, you know, I think there. some would make the argument, oh, well, you know, it's getting them over. You remember Pineapple Pete, but Pineapple Pete is an entry-level name. Also – You don't want to be Pineapple
1: Pete. Um, uh, of interest to the voices of wrestling family, if, if you followed WrestleNomics, on the heel side this week as one of the extras, one Chris Mukigana Harrington – EVP of BS out there standing next to uh Anna J during the uh during during the last match and then during the uh Kenny Omega match, Kenny walked by him and kind of looked at him. He wasn't wearing a hat, so a lot of people didn't recognize him. Yeah, yeah he, he gave him a, like rookie.
0: uh he pointed at Harrington. That yeah, it was funny. Um
1: and Mookie's gray, he goes, No, no, that's not me. Um because uh, yeah. good Mookie wears a wears a hat. That's right, him.
0: right, yeah, that's Heel Mookie. Yeah, yeah, that's that makes perfect sense, honestly. Um, so the Omega Jobber match. Um, Do
1: you buy I, into the the controversy of kicking out of the V trigger? I had no problem with
0: him kicking out of the V trigger. Um, I just. Or was
1: like, it the V trigger? Was it like some bad version of One Winged Angel? I can't even remember. It
0: anymore. was. It was the V trigger. Okay. Um, yeah. I, I mean. Okay, so I think it should have been over faster, um, but, you know, whatever. They needed to fill television time. I I, the, I saw everyone really up in arms about it, but it's like totally a thing that gets talked about online and forgotten about in real life sort of thing to me. Like, you just won't remember it a month from now.
1: The most interesting corollary I found, I forgot who it was talking about, with uh, the voices of wrestling guys, but... Someone was comparing it to one of the matches on 605 once between Ric Flair and George South. And George South got offense in on, on Ric Flair, on the champ. And he basically, Rick went into the match and goes, tonight, you're going to be Ricky Steamboat. And, and it was one of those things where, you know, with a crowd, of course, everybody's getting behind George South that maybe this is his night to beat the champ. And you know it's it then people crush dreams and that's fun for everybody, but
0: yeah. Um, so so to that point, I mean the the problem with that formula, I don't think that's what they were doing. But I think the problem with that formula is like I I don't think uh, you don't have an audience there, so you can't really tell that story, right? Like the the joy of Ric Flair having a competitive match with the Gambler or something like it <laughs> is. You're here like whoa, for the
1: Gambler. Yeah, yeah,
0: like, like whoa, 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 wait a second. Maybe the gambler might pull this one out. It's <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Why is the gambler hitting a DDT? Uh, you know, and, and the joy is being there live and, like, flair getting you to bite that, like, maybe the gambler's going to win this match somehow. <laughs> um, Like, that's fun. And the gambler helps you get get on board with that, too. I, I never thought that – to that point, I never thought that Omega was in any real peril of losing the match. Um. And so, I, like, in that sense, it was more competitive than it needed to be. Um, I, I thought maybe, like, it's a little bit of an interesting characterization from Omega where he had, like, a little bit of a heelish swagger. So, maybe the long-term important component of this is that, like, the Page omega split is ultimately going to result in Omega being the heel and Page being the face.
1: That'd be interesting. I'd be down for that. Um... I I li- I really liked the Darby Allen Sammy Guevara match. I did, I and mean, that's not usually not my jam, but I liked it a lot.
0: Yeah, yeah, same. I think those two guys work together really, really well. Um, and I I like both of them. Um, to your point, like neither one is my jam. Neither one is not my jam, but like they're they're just you know they're alright. Right. But like together, like they they really had some really nice chemistry.
1: Anything else from AEW you want to hit on? Because there's not a lot of WWE stuff. We'll go through the matches on NXT, and I think call it a day, because there's no NXT UK. Those are clip shows. There's no 205 Live. They're now doing weird. I guess last week they decided not to do 205 Live, and instead do Brian Kendrick tells you about matches he liked from WWE, which is a was a weird call to me. It, it made me think that they weren't gonna that maybe 205 Live has been scrapped in some ways
0: yeah um my understanding on that is uh that it is tentative (laughs) and we and and, and there are there are many people who are in the dark about that uh that that not just out here on the microphone
1: well yeah well they fired the announcing team on that day so it'd probably be hard to do a show on the fly right then
0: but yeah um, yeah yeah
1: anything else in aew I don't think
0: so. Uh, it was a good show, though. I I enjoyed yeah. it. I, I really did. I, I thought that there was a lot I to like.
1: Wednesday light. night was was a fun night. It didn't maybe not the greatest night in the history of our sport, but it was definitely a fun night.
0: Okay, uh, Shivani.
1: You could pick up up and down. Well, look, I just want to have fun occasionally. I don't want. No, to- you
0: said the greatest night in the history. Oh, no, no, of- no, 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 no. Well, yeah, that's yeah, a that's a, that. a- Sh- Shawanieism. That's all. It's just uh- yes. I did that on purpose. I right. <laughs> didn't
1: think that. I, didn't, I didn't. And didn't that's that. why I
0: refer. You know what? You 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 ruin comedic pacing. Like you I deconstruct do. comedy to the point where it's just it's a I, horrible thing that everyone loves.
1: I kill fun. And yes, and,
0: and that's this- another demerit on your record. <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay. Fine. We'll talk about Deep Space Nine later.
0: Yeah, okay, sounds great. Garrett's yeah, a great we, character.
1: When we stop recording, we'll talk Oh, about it. <laughs> okay, whatever. <laughs> so, NXT, uh, Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kite, if he had Shotzi Blackheart and Tegan Knox, right person lost. This is what Shotzi Blackheart's supposed to be doing, in my opinion. Yeah,
0: yeah totally fine with her losing. Uh, not a Shotzi Blackheart fan. She is um, very just there for me.
1: Yeah, I, I wish it's weird because – while they did get Raquel Gonzalez a lot of, you know, building the giant type thing and Raquel Gonzalez, there is a moment in this match where she, she catches somebody that she had no business catching and powers her up. I, I, I forget which one of these two it was, but, she, but the person kind of slipped or, or had jumped a little short and Raquel Gonzalez caught her like down beneath her knees and still lifted her up, it was – We were talking
0: about monster powerhouses. Whew, Gonzalez she has is it, dude.
1: impressive. That dude, is... she
0: is, and she's – I mean, she's fresh. Like, think about where she'll be in five years compared to Nia Jax.
1: I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, look, if they, someone had done that with Nia, Nia would have dropped her, and they would have probably had to have done some sort of spot to get the person back up. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I'd like to have Dakota be a little bit more of the brains of the operation.
0: Right, like the dynamic between mm-hmm. Dakota and Raquel is so generic, heel, and like yeah, Kai's the leader and Raquel's the heavy, but like that, there's just what what's making Dakota tick these days? You know, like yeah. I, I like the knee brace thing. That's a great starting place, Her but look like, is
1: fantastic, right? Now. Yeah, I mean the the, the the black and the white it really. Looks good on her in terms of, in, term of the, in terms of the dark makeup and and other things like that and and she was really hot off of that turn in survivor series and i 'm afraid that they're they 're trying to siphon it off onto raquel as opposed to making them a real unit
0: yeah yeah I, it, maybe it even ends up where Dakota kai 's kind of managing raquel and like she, raquel becomes the focus, and Dakota becomes the smaller friend who's the henchwoman which would be the complete wrong casting in this dynamic
1: well i forgot to go through the beginning there was apparently an incident at the nxt training center knocking finn balor out of the main event tonight so it was agreed upon that uh, uh let's see adam cole enters the venue accused velveteen dream of trying to weasel his way into a title shot the undisputed era attacked dream from behind and keith lee ran to save him and let me holler at you, player. There'll be a tag team match later. We may not see Velveteen Dream for a while. Oh. Yeah. yeah I, I threw that at you, sorry. No,
0: yeah, he he's a bit of a he's a bit of a sneaky snake. the Finn Bauer thing really might come back to bite him. Commissioner <laughs> Regal will be very upset about that.
1: Well well played, Mr. <laughs> Levitard. Okay, yes. Um Look, we can't talk about the dream. I don't want to. I don't, wanna, I don't want.
0: Yeah, I need to know more to really yeah. be able to speculate. Like what, what we know coming to air sounds really bad. And if, if what we know is or what we've heard is accurate, that would be a very bad thing. And you won't see him on TV anytime soon. But I, I can't. I don't know enough to really speculate beyond that. So uh, I'll leave it in the hands of Commissioner Regal for right now.
1: Uh, one vignette that was interesting, or at least an interview that was interesting, was Dr- Jake Atlas who yeah i want to
0: talk about the atlas twist there at the end where he was like i was really rooting for the guy kind of feels disingenuous
1: that was uh, i i understand yeah you don't do that you do the hey you know what i feel bad for him but i'm in this tournament too it's not man i'm really rooting for you to beat me Nobody, I think he might that. be
0: turning heel during the course of this tournament is I kind of what not. I'm thinking. Because, I see. Because yeah, I know. I know. They pre- yeah, I know. They present him as a face.
1: They present him as a face. They don't look. He's gay. He's very He's He's a big proponent of representation in wrestling, but they never mention that. They just kind of allude to it. And if you know it, you get it. But if you don't know it, you don't get it. I don't understand that. And they, they,
0: yeah, yeah, no, no. If it's going to be part of his character, make it part of his character. Or if it's not going to be part of his character at all, They're then scared.
1: just – They're scared. They're yeah, scared. No,
0: no I, I know. And, like, the, this is kind of trying to have your cake and eat it too, right? Yeah, but you remember no. the, uh,
1: the um, um, Darren Young story was that, yeah, sure, Darren Young, the guy playing him, Fred whatever, is gay. But the character of Darren Young is straight. Except that, like, he changed, his,
0: that. he changed his entrance yes. move to the equal sign, and he even changed the name of his finishing move to something about equality as well. Um, so, like, that, that never quite scanned either. And as I said, I, if, if you want to play into it, play into it right around that. That's great. Um, if you don't want to make that part of the characterization of the character, then just don't bring it up at all. This person is a graveyard digger. Like, you know, we, we don't know the Undertaker, the character's sexual orientation. We know that Mark is married. But, like you know what I mean? Like, you, you can do that.
1: I liked the Atlas-Maverick match a little more than some other pundits.
0: I liked it. No, I thought, as I said, I, I liked the whole dynamic of the underdog trying to chase the submission. I thought that Drake Maverick did a really good job with that.
1: Yeah, I think that was the lgbddt I don't know if they're going to call it that, but. That's a damn good move. That, that's I mean, a cool that, move. That, that, yeah. That's in front of a crowd is great. You know, just, you can't, you can't compare NXT to pro wrestling gorilla people. Okay. It's not the same.
0: You uh, should be happy that you're having a satisfactory work rate style match on WWE TV. Should, I, I, like, I compare NXT to the WWE main roster style of wrestling. And so Should when you're getting...
1: Jake Atlas is winning a match after the way they presented uh, him on his debut. Also true.
0: Also true. Yeah, no, so like, it, it's... No, it's, I mean, part of this is tailoring expectations to the thing that you're actually watching and, and you'll be a lot happier in many facets of your life if you go into the experience with with realistic expectations of what to expect out of that experience.
1: Kushida defeated Tony Nese in the most fun match between either Kushida or Tony Nese in a long, long time. Look, Tony Nese has been doing great work, but this was fun. I loved this match quite a bit. I I thought Kushida, other than the Walter match, maybe, this is his best showing in NXT yet, this, this is was... way
0: better than Kushida versus Tony Neese, if you had told me at the start of the week, was yes. going to be. Right. Like, because like, the way they present Kushida and the way they presented Tony Neese, if you've been watching either of them for any length of time, especially if you know their work in other places. Yeah,
1: Tony nice goes through his motions in most of these matches. And yeah, oh, totally.
0: All... No, I know. Right. And then, like, the commentary was on, and Kushida was really engaged, and there was, like, a good, coherent story to this match. Like, there there was just so much more to this match because yeah, the big knock we've had with Tony has been the moves look good, but they're never part of a more coherent story, right. um, or or part of something that e- even not even a story, just coherent sequences. They're just really good looking moves, um, with no rhyme or reason necessarily. Uh, but that was not what's going on here at all.
1: Yeah, I, I yeah, you know, the, the the top rope hoverboard lock uh spanish fly type thing I, I i i popped hard for i loved i loved this match i did uh won't be my favorite of the year but i really it just it was one of those things where i'm watching this i'm like yeah I, i'm i'm digging this week's wrestling uh so they had oh we, we had riddle and thatcher there's there, that interview i you know it's one of those where i go back and forth on it it was
0: pretty dumb but it was kind of fun
1: yeah
0: (laughs) like i have brown eyes yeah yeah okay what will make this fun to me is if riddle leans even more into trying to be this guy's friend and then thatcher goes all frank grimes on homer simpson and just loses (laughs) it
1: I think that, that has to happen. That has to happen.
0: I, yeah, like, like that, the, like, it needs to start off where like Thatcher, like, especially the way they've set this up, where it's like, I, I respect the tag team titles. I don't want them. Somewhere along the way, Thatcher needs to lose it on Riddle and be like, this guy doesn't respect the tag team. Why titles. do you
1: people cheer this guy? All the right. yeah, yes. goofy jokes and <laughs> all of the I'm
0: a, I'm, I'm. Yes, crazy. I'm a technician. This guy is doing whatever. He comes back in smelling like some weird cologne. He's walking around telling people that they got blue eyes. You can't even see this guy's eyes. They're like clams. Uh, yeah, like, though this guy's your champion. I am a polished dresser. I've lost my teeth for this. I'm a master of technique. I know how to grab holds. And you, you guys, cheer for this loser, this dope. And like, and real's like, whoa. And,
1: and in the midst of this, he gets electrocuted, and we have a funeral. And then Timothy Thatcher, all <laughs> no, his friends call like him a month. All his friends call him Thatchy. Will remember him for his deep, beautiful blue eyes. <laughs>
0: Uh, Oh no, if it's a short run and it ends with Riddle doing a eulogy for Thatcher, never fully appreciating how much Thatcher hates him and like has contempt for him, that would actually be quite funny.
1: You know, I wouldn't mind a few weeks of Thatcher just being pissed at him and and Matt Riddle just being oblivious. I'm like, ah, you upset about something? Oh, okay, cool.
0: You, you sure you don't want to be champions? And Thatcher keeps grumpily saying like, no, I, I'll, I'll never be like it. It needs to be, when he turns on Riddle, it needs to be, yeah, completely sympathetic towards Riddle. And Mia, Riddle needs to ham it up.
1: Yeah. Mia Yim defeated Jesse Kamiya, the former Jesse Alaban. Oh, Chris, this goes into my wheelhouse of how I hate repackagings that go in one direction. Jesse Alaban had a great character is a little Bailey-esque from NXT at first. call, And she'd host this talk show on the Florida circuit called The Jessie Show. And it was like being a gawky 16-year-old girl who was a professional wrestler. I know that we smart types don't like these things. We think it's stupid. We think it's too childish. It's beneath our intelligence. But casual fans eat these types of characters up. And then what do they do? They we do gotta, the same old repackaging. We it's gotta make it,
0: her it's the Vanessa Bourne. No, she's yeah. Vanessa Bourne. Uh, and that the Vanessa Bourne template is a template that they've tried with countless characters. Um, it, It's the way that they repackaged Raquel Gonzalez, who we, we like a lot in terms of a talent. But, like, her look is essentially uh, the what they did with Daria when they turned her into Sonia Deville. Like, this company only knows how to, like repackage and edge people up in one specific
1: way yes they think guys only want to sleep with women and and that's the only way to market them and the unfortunate part is jesse is still kind of awkward (laughs) and and what was once charming is now going to be an even bigger detriment
0: yeah, I, I was watching her try to do a uh, promo online here this week, and I, I was like, ooh, this, is, this needs work, was, was my notes.
1: Yeah, I. It, it,
0: it, sometimes you watch someone try to be a, a jerk woman, and uh, it plays better and it's more believable, right? Um, like, who do we like over in NXT UK? Uh, her name's eluding me right now. Ginny. Uh, uh, like we oh, like yeah. Ginny, yeah, yeah Ginny's if Ginny, great. If
1: Ginny was a smiling, happy cheerleader, nobody would buy it.
0: It, it wouldn't ring, uh, yeah. And, and, and kind of similarly, sometimes people try to play the Ginny type of character, and it just rings hollow. and, yeah. and that's what's going on here.
1: It's it's just oh, you're just being you're just being a jerk. You you don't you don't really believe what you're saying right now. Whereas with Ginny, or Kaylee Ray. You believe that they're kind of there's a little there's a little bit of evil in them, even if it's not real evil, and they're just turning that part up.
0: Yeah, yeah Shayna Basler, uh, different, slightly different character, but like Shayna Baszler, Basler, you truly believe that like this person's got a bit of a twisted streak in her.
1: But it also goes to the the straight ahead good guy or good woman, you know. That's
0: oh, and this company really avoids that, and, and, avoid and Slashmore like doesn't knows way. how to. They don't know how to book that in a strong way that's believable, despite you know. The, the Hogan push being the most successful thing that this company's ever really done other than Stone Cold Steve Austin.
1: El Hijo Del Fantasma defeated Jack Gallagher. Again, I kind of liked this more than most people. I thought it was very hard hitting.
0: Yeah, yeah. I thought it was hard hitting. It was an okay match. It's not like the best El Hijo Del Fantasma match, but it's also like one of his first matches in the company. So, like, what are you expecting? Oh,
1: just reading through the results. I remember another vignette. I really – I loved the Damien Priest one. Yeah, I thought, yeah, maybe, I I thought, thought that, that was, was cool.
0: a, that was a very interesting wrinkle into, like, misconstruing Keith Lee as a guy who's handpicking his title shot opponents um, and, and turning the people's champion thing kind of on its ear into, oh, you say you're the people's champion, but what you're really doing is handpicking your opponents so it looks like you're doing title defenses and you're doing ones that you're going to win. I liked that, it's a man. Very, I thought that it's was a very Sean
1: uh, O'Hare move. It's a very Sean O'Hare move.
0: Oh, and that—that's one of my favorite, like, failed gimmicks of all time.
1: Yeah, no, that—that—that's why it's speaking to you. I—I—I I, I, I agree. I, I love that, I, and I just, man, his voice is so badass. Right, yeah, that that was, also kind
0: of fits into the Sean O'Hare uh, template. Yeah, so.
1: yeah, because Sean O'Hare for me was that—that's the dude when I when I was in my twenties. That's who I wanted to look like. I mean, he. He had you know full head of hair, you know, he had the he had the little little goatee, but you know, clean shape. I, I love that clean.
0: you immediately moved to that. I would have moved to, like he has like an amazing <laughs> he, he was like shredded, dude. Chris, was,
1: I miss my hair and I'm growing it out during this quarantine and it looks like shit. And
0: I, <laughs> it's fair. No, I I, I, was, I was thinking of all, all the things that Shadow Hair possessed. Like he was, I mean,
1: he looked great right at his peak. Yeah. Well, he was fa- i and mean, he was fantastic looking and he could move. And he and Jindrak were just awesome. I loved Jindrak and O'Hare. Yeah, they, of, they
0: were really good. Yeah, no, if you've never watched any of those matches, those guys were
1: super talented. And also, if you've uh, if if you listen to the uh, uh, Gallows and Anderson have uh, revitalized their podcast, they had Jindrak on, aka Marco Corleone, and uh, he was hilarious. <laughs> he was fantastic. Go, uh, nice, nice, still worth the download. And then in our main event. What started out as Velveteen Dream and Keith Lee beating Adam Cole Roderick Strong turned into Velveteen Dream and Dexter Loomis beat the Undisputed Era.
0: This is so weird. This, like, it, turning Luba's face, like, well, here's what's really weird. Um, based on what we were speaking sort of conjecturally about earlier in the episode, If Velveteen Dream is no longer part of the storyline, are we on the verge of Dexter Loomis' face push?
1: (laughs) There's a lot (laughs) weird about this, because you have the Velveteen Dream, um, for lack of a better term, sexuality type of thing, with the Dexter Loomis creepy stalker type of gimmick together. That just makes this tag team just... Yeah. Yeah. Like really.
0: dream. Yeah. They're both. You need to take a shower after watching this tag team. Yeah. Um, like, I, yeah, think, yeah.
1: I think Loomis's look screams bodyguard to me, and I just, I just don't. If they're gonna do a love story with him in Velveteen Dream type of thing, where Loomis eventually turns on him, I, I guess that's okay. I, I just, uh, you know, I, I guess. I,
0: yeah. I, that's if they can do that story. Um. That that'd be interesting. It has always felt like Loomis is there for the dream and not for the undisputed era, but maybe, maybe that's the twist. Maybe we're supposed to think, Oh, he's actually, (laughs) maybe he really is there to take out the undisputed era. I, I just, this is a real head scratcher. And I, I'm surprised that Dexter Loomis is who we're turning to in our main event angle right now.
1: Yeah. And of course, if, if one tag team partner leaves or falls, It's okay within the rules of tag team wrestling, apparently to just jump up on the apron and get a tag. I I understand people's problem with this. It made no sense.
0: No, it made, it made no sense. And it was just, it was a very weird way to get there from here.
1: But WWE does that from time. This is how Nikki Cross also got debuted on the main roster, I believe.
0: Oh yeah. 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 Right. Right.
1: Yeah. She just ran down and jumped on the apron took a tag and won the match. And you're like, Hmm. Okay. uh yeah so um oh that's what we got the, the the mia yim charlotte flair stare down i thought it was okay i it, it's it's I, I i'm finding the charlotte flair story more interesting than stuff she did on the main roster
0: yeah yeah that's that's how i'd put it it's like uh, the tough part whenever you start up a new champion especially in nxt is the first few title defenses are really kind of to get them going so i'm I'm i don't know how
1: you do her story without hurting that nxt women's division
0: because she cleans
1: out like if she was offering non-title matches to everybody i would have her lose to everyone i would i'd have her lose to everybody and then everybody's arguing over who should get the first shot and then he goes hey i get the first shot because i won the ladder match and then if if there's any scraps you can You can pick it up. So then you have...
0: That's a way more classic Flair move, too. Have her win the title and then lose a series of non-title matches. Like, for six six weeks straight and have people talking about how Charlotte Flair is the champion, but she's on a losing streak.
1: Yeah, and then she's doubting herself and whether or not she's made for this new generation of women. You have Io Shirai, who's just an absolute killer, doing whatever psychotic crap Io Shirai wants to do because Io Shirai is awesome. And then maybe you have Charlotte win that match against Io Shirai, which makes by it- going
0: super heel by like by realizing like oh yeah because she's still a
1: baby faced <laughs>
0: yeah yeah no well I, by having her the the six week losing streak forces her into a state of panic and during the course of that title match she you know really goes full dirtiest player in the game to win that match you know ref bump every dirty trick in the book to win that and then after that. Peacocking around like she really did something.
1: Man, I'm forgetting everything this week. Robert stone brand was interesting too this week. Oh, oh. I guess I missed this. What did they do? They did. They, it was just kind of like a bikini shot thing with, uh, um, uh, God, I already forgot her name. Uh, Chelsea, Chelsea Green, and Robert Stone in a pool. Uh, okay, it, was, okay. it was right before the uh, the other vignette that they played before the Jack Gallagher one. It was very short, but it was very good. Nice. Nice. Yeah, it, I mean, at least it added no, this something. Is, th- no, this is, added. this is what we've
0: been calling for. I mean, and, and again, think about it like this, too. Imagine if these shows were edited down to one hour instead of two hours, and they were just a super tight one-hour show. I think, it, you know, you'd have the bang-bang action that you and I have been kind of calling for to make these studio shows feel a little more lively.
1: Yeah. Um, anything else for the week that was, given that we only kind of really watched – one WWE show. Um, I watched Raw, but SmackDown hasn't happened yet. Uh, anything floating out there that we may have forgotten?
0: I don't think so. I think uh, I think we hit all that we can hit for right now. And if anything interesting happens on SmackDown, we'll cover it on the next exciting episode of Shake Them Ropes.
1: Yeah, we'd like to thank Roman and Zip Recruiter for sponsoring this week's Shake Them Ropes. Chris is also. Uh, playing guitars and, and, and fixing up guitars and giving lessons and whatnot, and also recording political podcasts and watching a lot of Deep Space Nine. Chris, plug what you're doing.
0: <laughs> so I'm rewatching Deep Space Nine right now to have the the, the ultimate compendium of Morn-related memes. Morn is uh, one of the barflies at Quark's Bar. Um, and I need to have, I need to be your one-stop shop for all Warren-related memes, and so that—that's really what at Chris Novonbrido, the Twitter account, is now devoted to. Politics and wrestling are dead. We're only doing more and over there. Um, If you're looking for guitar lessons, go to taylorrobinsonmusic.com. If you go to taylorrobinsonmusic.com, you can book a webcam lesson with me through there, um, which would be really awesome and helpful uh, as I am currently doing that for monies. That is my job. So if you've ever wanted to learn guitar or bass, want to learn music theory, I've got PDFs and stuff. It's fun. Um, so you can sign up there over at taylorrobinsonmusic.com. Don't worry about the government can be found on iTunes and Stitcher. And you of course can support it by going to patreon.com slash DWATG.